Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Legend of Heroes Trails series overview. I have muted Russ microphone. Russ, Russ's microphone because he keeps making a smacking sound. So I'll be doing this episode by myself now. <laughs> and Russ can just sit over there by himself. Hello. So uh, what happened was we played the original Trails of in the sky for a review and it was fine yes and then on my own i decided you know what let me just get this trails of cold steel one let me see where this series goes that russ makes such a big fuss over let's see how it evolves and play it. i just played it for fun and it became one of my top five games it, is, it introduced you to sarah well who i think sarah will always is very near and dear to your heart instructor sarah is is my one true well it's reen's one true i think True. I I love the Trails of Cold Steel series, uh, although it's interesting because it's presented as four games and it's really not. It yeah. is two games of two in terms of con- story and yeah, just there's a time skip. And... So uh, the first game of Trails of Cold Steel, you are in an empire. Oh God, the Calvert Empire? No, Erebonia. Yes, the Erebonian Empire. How could you forget Erebonia? Because right. that's what Reen does in the Erebonian Empire. So classy. Yeah. You are a student going to a famous military academy. Yes. Erebonia was in the Sky Games and Crossbell. It was in. Yeah, basically as an oppressive. All the games and they're like an oppressive empire. And yeah. now all of a sudden you're there. Yeah, now you're, you're the baddie. Mm-hmm. But you're attending this military academy, which is interesting because it gives a very strong sense of structure to the game. Mm-hmm. The game plays like a, a Persona 3, 4, or 5, where it keeps track of the dates and certain events happening on certain days and you getting free time at certain times yeah. of the week. I don't think we would have this game as it exists without Persona 3. Yeah, it's about forming bonds with your classmates and going on field trips mm-hmm. and... And dating all of the girls. All of the... And there's... Okay, the Cold Steel series has so many characters by yeah. the end of it. It is ridiculous. It got out of control and even like the developers addressed the fact that it really got out of control with how many characters they brought in. Because especially Cold Steel 4 brings back all of the characters from all of the previous yeah. series. In, in Cold Steel 4, there are almost 40 playable characters. It, yeah, it's basically the Avengers Endgame. It, it truly is. And the, and the I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but the Trails of Cold Steel, I mean Trails in the Sky 3 equivalent called Trails of Reverie, which, which hasn't come out come, here yet. Hasn't come out here yet, but I've watched an extensive YouTube playthrough of it. And it truly is Avengers in game. It is like almost every character, literally, that has been in the first nine games comes back and they have a big Avengers in game moment where everybody gets to hold their fist up in the air and say, For class seven. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's as much reverie as we're going to talk about because. It hasn't come out. We can't play it. We can't play it. But uh, Cold Steel 1 is, yeah, you're you're a student and you're in a special class. They created a new class just for you that works like a bracer guild. <laughs> because, again, <laughs> they, can't really they, they came get up with this great idea. mechanic and then went, oh, do we make them students? No, make them students that act like bracers. Yeah. Okay, that'll work. 
Uh, you are the only class in this academy that is made up of upper uh, that is made up of the upper nobles class and, and the yeah nobles and commoners. Erebonia is the only country left on the continent that still has a rigid class system, and they're trying to break that down. And so you get to you get to see some interclass conflict mm-hmm. from my t- from one of my favorite characters, Machias. I like who Machias. is a total total dick. Machias is a lower host. class guy whose father's actually a governor. And yeah, he's he, lower class, but his father is the his governor. His father's a governor, which is seen as odd because his father's a commoner who's a governor, mm-hmm. uh, and he has an enormous stick up his butt about nobility yes because it killed his sister but you know so he's got a real problem with nobility the concept of nobility killed his sister kind of yeah (laughs) kind of and so he butts heads with eusis who is also in the party who is the second son of the second highest ranking house in the empire it's second only to the emperor and he's the the son but we find out eusis is the illegitimate son. Yes. So Eusis's mother was a commoner mistress <gasps> of his father. So much backstory. So basically, anytime Eusis opens his mouth, Machias yells at him to shut up, and then Eusis yells at him to shut up. And yeah. Eusis does not annoy me like Machias does. Eusis is has a very dry sense of humor, which I like, and Machias is just a screaming butthole but again one of the nice things about this series is i actually spent time with machias because he had a ranged area of effect attack uh so i spent more time with him and he grows as a character to the point where in like three you start reminding him of some of the stuff he says in one and he's like oh god please don't remind me i was such an ass (laughs) oh my god i'm so embarrassed please stop bringing it up which is nice that you can actually. Ha- yeah. I mean, admittedly, there's 400 hours of play in this in this series here, so there's a lot of space for character growth. Uh, we also have Laura, mm-hmm. who People is love Laura. I I enjoy it. Uh, if my character hadn't gone after Instructor Sarah, he would have gone after Laura. Uh, I save scum several relationships because it does have a relationship. It has. In Persona, they're like the bond levels. Right. Well, then Persona is social links, and then in this game, it is called bonding. Yeah. It's like bonding events. And so bonding with romanceable and non-romanceable characters, you can actually improve your relationship with characters to uh, get items or buffs or, you know, boosts, yeah. whatever. And then at the end of each game, you can have a semi-romantic moment or a bro moment, depending on mm-hmm. who you pick, with characters that you are close enough to. So near the end of each game was me save scumming and going through the scenes of every character I had gotten close to through during that playthrough. That is like the criticism I have about this game is that they turned it into a dating sim in a way. And what I don't like, which is something they remedied in Persona, because in Persona 4 and 5, you can have your social links or uh, what do they call them in Persona 5? Confidant links mm-hmm. with the girls... And you can decide if you want it to become romantic or not. But in all the Trails of Cold Steel games, any girl that you spend time with 
it automatically becomes romantic, even if it's your own sister. Well, all of the girls are in love with Reem. Yes, and that, and again, but at the end of the games, you get to pick to who you share feelings. But with. But it's annoying to me that all of the girls are in love with Reem. They are. Uh, well, all of the girls were in love with Lloyd in the last one too. It just wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, they wasn't mechanically enforced, right. but it was there. Yeah, um, including. I'm sorry, but including his own sister. Yeah, we talked about that in the. Who they were, who, and they were raised together since they were babies. I hate that trope. And Elise, Elise is the main character's adopted sister, and her entire personality is, "I'm in love with my brother." Yes, that's it. That's that's everything. And everybody seems to want them to get married. Like even their own mom is like, it would just be easier if Reen went ahead and married Elise, and then he could be the new Baron of our town and everybody also first of all reen is completely oblivious to his sister being in love with him thankfully yeah i would hate it more if reen were more like 90s anime protagonists who are like into it but here's what here's what bothers me too is all of the other characters react like reen has this severe sister complex and, and often, no often, idea. often it's uncalled for. Like, yeah. there is a, a noble classmate named uh, Patrick, Patrick mm-hmm. who in the first two games is a douche. Yeah. Eventually, you kind of befriend him near the end of the second one, and then he's a real friend in three and four. Again, lots of character development, mm-hmm. even for Patrick, who's not a party member. For I think he might become a party member briefly and, in he one of the later games. He never with you, no. Fine, just correct me in front of all these people. I know people. everything about these games. <laughs> but uh, it'd be th- like Patrick shows an interest in your sister. This douchebag is like, hey, could I talk to your sister? And you're like, no, go away. And everybody else goes, oh, he has such an obsession with I his know. own sister. No, he just didn't want the douchebag talking to her. That's exactly. a normal level of brotherly concern. <laughs> Does Japan not know how siblings work at all? <laughs> well, there is historical, like ideas about adoption that i'm sure this comes from um i just don't like it they're they're brother and sister they've been brother and sister for far too long for i'm worried i'm worried about like the psychological development of elise that (laughs) she is this into her brother as a teenager but we were talking about laura at one point we were talking about laura laura's cool laura's cool because she's a big dork Oh yeah, she's a sword dork. Yeah, who um, who wields a big sword, so nobody makes fun of her about being a dork because she has a sword that's bigger than her. Own she's the daughter body. of one of the greatest swords masters in the world. Yes, and she is following his path. And Cold Steel lets you really customize your characters a lot. We haven't you you can tweak them significantly. I made Laura a one hit monster. Yeah, uh, because I set her up with. Basically, her first attack in any combat did something like four and a half times damage. The trade-off was it took a long time for her to get her second turn. She was one-hit killing bosses, Mm -hmm. though. I would get into a boss fight. I would activate her super special attack out of sequence that she had built up, Mm -hmm. and it would one-hit kill the boss Mm -hmm. over and over and over. I broke the game with Laura. (laughs) Uh, And her relationship with Reen, if they pursue a romantic relationship, is really good. It is good because they're both dorks. Then there's both like swords. Elise. Well, Elise is the crazy sister. Elisa. Alyssa. Alyssa. Alyssa is the canonical romance. Really. Yeah, she's the Sundere, which is very tiresome to me. 
Um, but she's like she's she's not. She, she grows. She grows. They all grow. They and all evolve. grow. Um, but I didn't. I yeah. It, it's weird that they would even include a canonical romance when they give you so many options. twenty different women, including your instructor that you can date. <laughs> instructor Sarah, the alcoholic tornado. <laughs> she's so good. She is. I I love instructors. She is so bad at being an instructor, yeah. uh, but she calls herself out on it, and yeah. yet you know it all works. Uh, there's Fee. I love Fee. Fee is great. Fee is basically a cat. Yes, and not like a cat girl. No, no, she's like she's just a human who, who can talk to cats. Is a cat who likes lots of naps in the likes sun. Likes to nap. Likes to eat, likes to eat fish nuggets. And if Laura's built for power, Fee is built for speed. Yeah, the Fee two was of them my together. game-breaking <laughs> character because Fee is so fast, you can just never let the enemy have a turn. <laughs> the enemy just never is allowed to have a turn. Uh, so we've talked uses, we've talked... Oh, we forgot about... We forgot the boring boys, Elliot and Gaius. Yep. <laughs> Elliot and Gaius are far too well-adjusted compared Elliot's to all just of these that, other characters. Elliot's just that friend you make on the first day of school and you're just bffs in school forever and then gaius is that foreign exchange student Mm -hmm. with the accent and the art cannot stop talking about the wind he's he's from he's from a a tribe of nomadic people who worships the wind but is also religious yeah like he's also super into the goddess and the church (laughs) it's like they realized they didn't give him enough personality so in the third game they're just like and now he's an action priest too, yeah. secretly, and nobody knew it. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> he, I mean, he's a good boy. They both are, but they're just—they're too well adjusted. They don't get enough drama. And so, Emma, Emma's the other one that we forgot. She's a witch. Yes. And she's Emma, a literal Emma's witch. a witch. Mm-hmm. So the first game is very structured, uh, but you're also uncovering pieces of a larger story going on. There's a civil war brewing, much like. Sky One, this one is also about terrorism. Yes. The first one is about terrorists, like, attacking the government. The game opens during an action sequence when things are going as wrong as they possibly can, and then you rewind time and see how you got there. Mm -hmm. Sorry, was I talking about the third game or the first game? (laughs) You were talking about all of them. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then at the end, a civil war breaks out, which leads to a great dramatic cliffhanger, big dramatic cliffhanger, Mm -hmm. and then into the second game where you're dealing with the Civil War, and it really hits you because of how structured the first game is, and now that structure is gone. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's still days, but there's not not school anymore. There's not... Yeah, it's uh, like the last Harry Potter book. You're not not at Hogwarts anymore. You have to use what you've learned to to actually save the world, or the country, at least. I do enjoy... In these games, you are never saving the world. This is all about saving your home heart. country yeah. and like local and like national politics. And yeah. Then the third game opens in the middle of a really dramatic moment that can only that's going as wrong as it possibly could. And then you rewind <laughs> to see the start where your character is now a teacher at the military academy. And so it's very structured. Mm-hmm. And you go through class trips that uncover parts of the long. It's basically like yes. Yeah, it introduces a whole bunch of new students that you can have romantic ties to. And now there's too many characters. Yeah. Three is three is really formulaic. Mm-hmm. Because in addition to having the, the field trips, you also... Each field trip ends with a character from the first two games coming and saving you mm-hmm. in a boss fight. Right. Like, 
every time it's just like all right which which character is going to come save us this time oh okay now it's fee mm-hmm. okay now it's gaius <laughs> it's just it's it's ridiculously formulaic and then there's a big event at the end of the third game that breaks all of that uh conformity and suddenly the fourth game you're feeling the impact of not having that you know yeah. regimented schedule exactly. again so it really is it's two games of two that follow the almost the exact, exact same, same pattern, pattern. Mm-hmm. and the internet i remember was very salty about the third game not pushing all the characters that you got to know in the first two games more to the background they come save you at the end of each chapter yes. but you're spending way more time with reen's students including Musei, who's just a ton of fun Musa, I just Musa, Musa bothers me like Elise bothers me. It's like her whole personality is that she's in love with her teacher. I I like those characters that wear their heart on their sleeve like that though, and aren't related to the character. Yeah, at least she's not related to Reen. It, it's just... really it's really funny that you know the girl is making the inappropriate statements about her teacher, and the teacher has to keep going no no no, and everybody's like oh I see how it is a little extracurricular activity oh, huh no 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 yeah. You say, please stop that. They could do without that, honestly. And then there's Yuna, who's super angry at her teacher and also in love with him. I know. I loved you. I thought I wouldn't like Yuna. But Yuna that goes moment, through so much character growth. In Yuna is from Crossbell. And between the Crossbell games and this game, the Empire has basically conquered Crossbell. Yes, the, and now she's at the Empire's Academy. And she has a lot of so issues mad. with that. Yeah. And there's a scene in Crossbell where she just breaks your heart. Yeah. And all of a sudden you realize, okay, I get every part of your character mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Oh, my God. That, I ended up that, loving you now. That moment on the rooftop just breaks mm-hmm. your heart. And she has one of my favorite weapons. She uses tanfa batons that are also guns. Yes. So she can shoot She can shift between being melee or ranged. Out of her tanfa batons. I actually I used her a lot. She was great. I used her a ton. Yeah. And honestly, three and four feel very different from one and two in a lot of respects mechanically. Like oh, they introduced they break damage, yeah, which wasn't a thing in one and two, but now it's um just a normal part of the yeah. mechanics. And it's like how you win boss battles if you're not one hit killing them, is you you break them and then they can't take a turn. Yep. And then you kill, and then you have Laura when they kill them. them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and we shouldn't forget about your favorite boy, Ash. Oh, Ash. Yeah, Ash Carbide. He's the bad boy. He's very Um, bad at one point. He's really bad. Um, Yeah, and he's the he's the hot one (laughs) with the troubled past. (laughs) He has the troubled past. Yes, and he has a glowing eye, and he uses a scythe. A scythe with a detachable head. So it's a scythe whip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's Which very is, he's very cool. He's trying very hard to be cool, and it's working. <laughs> and then there's his his classmate Kurt. Kurt. Kurt is Kurt, Kurt just gets lost. Kurt's father or Kurt's family is a famous sword using family, and Kurt is just massively insecure Kurt, because they're all giant beefy men, yeah. and he's a little femme boy. He looks like his mom. So instead of wielding one gigantic sword, he's dual wielding two swords, mm-hmm. and he feels very insecure about it. His mom's really cool, though. Oh, yeah. I love his mom. Um, and Altina. We didn't say Altina. She's the sexualized 12-year-old from the second game who is now 14, even though she's really, like, two because she's a homunculus. Yeah. Along she, with her sister. Least, yeah. They, at least in three and four, they give her, like, normal looking clothes to wear and she's not wearing a 
spandex. running around with her spandex midriff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and bunny hood. Bunny hood. I like her, though. That's the thing, is they give you this, like, weird sexualized 12-year-old, which is very uncomfortable, but then she has that same, like, fun, dry, sarcastic sense of humor like T.O. had in the Crossbell games. So I like her personality. The plot of Cold Steel 1 through 4 is incredibly dense. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on, uh, and your characters don't have access to most of the information until the very end. And there's betrayals within betrayals and surprises. Um, it's honestly we can't even break down the plot very well here. It's yeah. too too layered and too complex. We would be here forever. Mm-hmm. It's good. I love the Cold Steel games. Uh, I played one and two, and immediately went, okay, these are amazing. I have to go back now and play all the games that led up to them. Mm-hmm. So I played Sky 2 and 3 and then the Crossbell games, and then I was able to play 3 and 4. By the end of that run, I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. I very nearly burnt out on these games because they are so Cold long. Cold Steel is a bit much. They went kind of too far with Cold Steel. I love the games, but they went too far, and I think they know it because from what I've seen of Kuro no Kiski. Uh, which is the name of the game in the newest game in Japan is they have toned it down in terms of like the number of characters. Sure. Although Fee's back. Fee is back. Yeah. She has a new hat, just like Malibu Stacy. She keeps get, she gets to keep growing up. Yeah. Um, she, Cause Fee was super popular and it was well-deserved, but yes, I can see in what, in like the footage I've seen of the new game and, and they've even made statements that like, we really went too far with the characters and the complexity and everything. There's a lot going on in Cold Steel. And so they they took us to Calvard, which is the sort of United States analog in this universe. And there's a lot less characters, but they have more to do. My understanding, though, is that the main character is not a super optimistic, upbeat guy. He is instead a grizzled detective living in the gray zone. Mm, not really. He's also in his mid-twenties, but he's grizzled. <laughs> they, took out, they took out the romance from the new one. Mm-hmm. But how... There's a canonical romance again now. But how am I supposed to love... You can't, you can't date all of the women. You can't date the 16-year-old that comes knocking at your detective agency door. I was just going to try and find Instructor Sarah again. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Instructor Sarah there's was a, a fun There's romance. a canonical age-appropriate romance, so I'm sorry to everyone that liked. Which we haven't done since Trails in the Sky, because there's there's well, a slight... Ellie and Lloyd. I no, mean, there is a... even not really canonical. There is a dating... There is a romance mechanic, sort of, in there is Crossbell in Games. games yeah. It keeps track... There's invisible points of how close you are to individual people. Yeah. And then right before the big dramatic... Uh, climax you get a scene with the one person that you're closest to but again you don't it's not measurable like it is in cold steel where you can check and see how close you are to people right but it's yeah i still like the games i just i think i think cold steel needed to tone it down a little bit there's also a big difference between the one and two and the three and the four in that i feel like they simplified things to make it easier for people oh they did like the hidden objects the hidden quests Mm -hmm. the hidden books are marked on your map now. Yeah. You can look and see, oh, there's something in that house over there. There's a hidden thing in that house over there. I just got to go in and talk. Whereas up to that point in the series, no hints. You really had to just explore everything. You just had to 
go everywhere and talk to everyone and hope you didn't miss anything. Yeah. And the game got mean occasionally because it'd be things like, Lloyd, the building next door is on fire and we have to go put it out. <laughs> People are dying right now and it's right next door and we can help. If you don't walk to the other side of the city yeah. <laughs> and talk to one person randomly walking around the mall, you will never get this hidden item. Yeah, if true. you instead run right next door and try to save lives, you will never see that hidden item. Mm -hmm. Like, what the hell? They did that. I was fixing to ask you if you ever played Lunar, which obviously you did. <laughs> I have played Lunar um, one and two. We have reviewed them. But they did that with the bromides in Lunar, um, which were sexy pictures of ladies. Ooh. You had to, you had to like go. To I don't a, think I ever found those. Did you never find it? Yeah, they're really hard to find. But you could, there's like twenty of them, um, and it's yeah, it's sexy pictures of ladies of the ladies in the game that you can get by going and talking to this random NPC at this time in between this critical event. So now you have to go replay Lunar. But we have left out my favorite NPCs, Ricky. <laughs> Ricky and Anton. And Anton. Yeah. Ricky and Anton. I think they're a couple. I mean, in my head, they're a couple. No, because Anton ends up... Is it Anton or Ricky that ends up with uh, Sharon? Well, yeah, I know. But... but Ricky and Anton show up in almost every Trails game. Yeah, they were in the first one. They were in Trails in the Sky. They were in Trails in the Sky 1, 2, and 3. Mm -hmm. They were in Crossbell 1 and 2. I think there is a Cold Steel game they are not in. and I, I don't think there is. I really think they're in every one. Well, the last one, at least, one of them is missing. Oh, true. Yeah. But I think I recall the both of them being absent for a game. Maybe I just didn't find them. Probably didn't find them. Because there's just, like one in Cold Steel 1, there's like one hidden quest with them. It's just super fun that this, these two in, random NPCs who never contribute anything to the plot yeah. at all. They do not matter, but they are in every game just traveling the world with each other. I know during Cold Steel 2, Anton is constantly looking for Ricky. Ricky's been yes, lost. right. So Anton because is, of the war. It's an impact yeah. of the Civil War. So as you're going around in the Civil War, you keep running into Anton just going, Ricky, Ricky, where are you? over and over and over and that's what i that's it comes back around to that that's one yeah. of the things i love about this series is the world does feel so lived in like you said yeah. it the characters all have their own lives even though it doesn't impact the story in cold steel there in cold steel one there's a story of uh, a married couple that are sniping at each other they decide to call it quits then their son their little son starts pressuring them, you know, to stop acting like children, and they rekindle the love between yeah. them. Mm -hmm. All of that happens, and you can experience each and every step along the way, and it has nothing to do with anything that's going on. Yeah. It is just a little story that you only get to experience if you talk to everybody all the time. Mm -hmm. that's true. Uh, there's lots of NPCs that I liked. I liked the twins, uh, Lindy yeah, and, and Vivian. Lindy mm -hmm. and Vivi. Mm -hmm. um, and then they ended up being voiced by the hyperdimension Neptunia. That was fun. That was fun for me. <laughs> they were Neptune because they're just they're fun characters. They're never in your party, mm -hmm. but sometimes they matter classmates. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. they're classmates mm -hmm. uh, because they're identical twins. But one of them is a troublemaking prankster. Yeah, Vivi's the prankster, and Lindy is the serious one. Yeah, the button down serious. But sometimes they'll swap places. Yes, and all of a sudden Lindy will start hitting on you, and you're like. 
what what even is happening right now and then it turns out that they they swapped hairstyles yeah to to play with people and lindy's like why did i let her make me do that that i shouldn't do that and you can't forget about rosine 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 is one the only three women i'll tell you this the only three women in the whole series that reen canonically like not in bonding events but shows interest in outside of bonding events are instructor sarah Claire and Rosine, and Rosine is a nun. <laughs> yes, but she's she's a, she's a battle. I mean, yeah, she's a battle. She's a battle. Well, she's training to be a. She's battle training nun. to be a battle nun. Yes, she, we have we have met a battle but nun in the Ro- series. The only sexual interest that Reen shows is in Rosine's chest, not, not in any of the girls that you can actually date. What about Edie's? Yeah, it's true. E- Edie is another classmate with an impressive bosom. Mm-hmm. Since this is just boob talk now, this is what we're doing. <laughs> There's a lot to Cold Steel. Yeah, uh, and arguably, so I, I got, there's apparently arguments online. And here's what's fun is since we have this podcast, we can state our side mm, yeah. as if we're right. True. And we don't have to listen to people disagree with us. We are right because you bought a microphone. I bought multiple bought several microphones. I spent a lot of money on this setup. Mm. So at the end of the Crossbell Games, there's just a little text crawl that talks about, oh, a civil war broke out near Ebonia, and this side won, and this person faked their death. It's, it comes up at the end of Trails yeah. to Azure, and I'm glad I played the games in the order that I did. Yeah. Because I played those after I played Cold Steel 1 and 2. That brief summary that I just gave basically tells you the main plot of Cold Steel 1 and 2, especially 2, Mm -hmm. including the reveal that, oh, a character's not really dead. Although, to be fair, most characters have fake deaths in this series. Yeah, very few characters actually die. Weirdly, one of the Ouroboros guys dies in the second game and stays dead. And then after that, they're just like, we're not killing anybody else, though. (laughs) Uh, Everybody else fake it. (laughs) But there's a lot of debate online because... I played them out of order. I played Cold Steel 1 and 2, then went mm-hmm. back and caught up. And I was like, oh, I'm glad I didn't see that. That would have spoiled it for me. And people lost their shit online. Mm. Pardon my language. For, you can't say it's spoiled because the Crossbell games came out first. Okay, sure, in release order, they came out first. But they occur at the same time in the, right. in the realm. So you could play them in either order. Because they occur at roughly the same time, and I think it makes more sense to play them in an order that doesn't tell you what's coming. I think people were salty about that when those games first came out in Japan. They were like, why are you just showing us a thing that you summarized in five minutes at the end of Trails to Azure? People really tore into me for saying it spoils the plots of of Cold Steel 1 and 2, because you can't say it's spoiled because it came out first. Mm. I'm I mean, not saying spoiler alert. It did not come out first in the United States. Not in the United States, sure. Yeah. It ruins the dramatic tension if yeah. you know what's going on. I don't that's care true. that that's the order they came out in. I am personally glad I played Cold Steel 1 and 2 before I played the Crossbell games. Yeah. Although by the end of Cold Steel 2, I was going, what is with that? What's up with that? Now there's a tree. Now there's a shield. What the hell's happening? <laughs> and then I played the Crossbell games and went, okay, got it. This is what's happening. Yeah. Was I spoiled knowing that at some point there was a shield and at another point there was a tree? No, because I had no context for that. Yeah. As opposed to flat out saying, this character fakes their death mm-hmm. and this side wins the Civil War. So anyway, uh, yeah, so that's, 
that's Cold Steel. It is. Lots of great characters, lots of great story. Maybe too much. It's a bit much. It is a bit much, yes. Uh, I was playing, God, I can't even remember which one it was now. I think it was probably two. Where, like, I got to the end of the game. I was doing the finale. Yeah. And after I beat the chapter titled finale... There was an interstitial chapter yeah. with some word titled some word I've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. It wasn't interstitial. It wasn't interregnum. It was something. Some word <laughs> I've never heard before. And then there was another chapter. And I'm like, do you guys not know what finale is? Yeah, there's I finished this game t- 20 hours ago. Three endings of, of Cold Steel 2. Calm down. You've got more games to tell story and relax, mm-hmm. bro. Um, and yeah, so Trails of Reverie is out not for us. It'll come out for us eventually, which mm-hmm. is basically wrapping up. It is the end game. It is the Avengers end game of, of this entire sky. And it truly is because film. it's like it wraps up the first ten games, and then they're continuing with. It really is exactly like Marvel because it's like they're continuing, and yes. the old movies are it's still the canonical. End of the they're not, they're saga. not really rebooting anything, but they're saying like this is the period on this portion. This of is the, the end of Phase Three. Then we'll yeah. start Phase Four, and it is exactly. Phase Three because it's the third series in the yeah. series. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to playing. The, I'm going to buy the Crossbow games, even though I really I've already done my review play mm-hmm. of one of them. I'm going to buy both of oh, them. Yeah. They're great. Definitely support. Also, the series has, it carries over. It carries over your saved games. It mm-hmm. knows if For you beat For each duology. It yeah. Does. It yeah. knows if you accomplish certain things. Sometimes it'll reference specific quests if you did them or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get extra items because, oh, hey, we recognize that you played. And that's always kind of neat. I, I, like, yeah. I like games that make you feel like your journey has mattered. Mm-hmm. So that's all we've got for the Trails and the Legend of Heroes Trails series. They are great. There is so if you want lore and you want characters and you want to lose hundreds of hours yeah. of your life. I mean it's about 100 hours per game. Uh the earlier games are closer to 60. Yeah. Uh if I remember correctly cuz I did look this up, it's like 60 60 40. And then 100, 100, I mean, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, Because sure. and I put in like 80 or 90 to Sky 2. So. Yeah. Yeah. But that the, I was doing the medium off sure. how to beat. Yeah. Uh, the third one really is significantly shorter. But uh, yeah, no matter how you play these, you're talking three, four, six, seven hundred hours of yeah. your life. But uh, it was worth it for me. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. As did I. And I've enjoyed reviewing them with you. Ah, uh, I have too. Listeners at home, not so much with Russ. How dare you? <laughs> Russ thought a genuine compliment was coming his way. His face I lit I should have known up. better. It's been 20 years. I should have known better. <laughs> Anyways, we will see you guys next time. I do not know what next month's side quest will be. It's a mystery to us all. We hope you'll join us and find out. Yes, please do. All right, bye. Until then.